This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Hello, good morning and welcome to The Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on KCLR. I'm John Purcell with you for the next half an hour or so. Later in the programme, we'll be talking with the newly elected chairman of the Small Firms Association about the issues facing small business and his priorities for his term in office. In recent years, some sections of the fashion industry have come under fire for dubious production methods built on the exploitation of vulnerable workforces in developing countries. Fashion has also been identified as one of the biggest industries contributing to global warming and CO2 emissions. Bevin is a new ethical women's wear label who have opened a store in Rosin Street in Kilkenny. We'll be talking to Bevin McGrath, the person behind the venture. But first, during the week, I dropped into the last Kilkenny Chamber Chats event of 2019. I met with lots of interesting people. Here's a selection of them. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice, www.onf.ie. John Hurley, Chief Executive of Kilkenny Chamber of Commerce. We're here in the pub of the year, Paris, Texas on High Street, Kilkenny, for a, a special chamber event. Tell us about this. That's right. This is our chamber chat for December. We have these every month. Um, they're an opportunity for busy business people to come together, have a chat, meet each other, know who each other are, and where they can help each other in their businesses. And a great buzz in the room. And this is a special one following on from the Kilkenny Chamber Business Awards. That's right, yeah. The Business Awards is huge. We had nearly six people at it this year uh, and even with the best will in the world you won't get to meet everybody you want to meet so we said we'd do a follow-up uh, and invite all of the winners and some of the finalists and so on they'll all be here tonight um, to give them an opportunity just to talk to each other um, and maybe you know learn from each other what they're going to do now that they've won the award what the experience was like for them um, and all that sort of thing and business in Kikenny and business organizations in Kikenny on a bit of a high because uh, just within the past week uh, the uh, National Enterprise Town Award was won by uh, Kilkenny City but that's not the only award I see a shelf full of different awards Kilkenny really going well these days yeah I mean in fairness Kilkenny is great at um, celebrating success and that really is what uh, awards are all about it's about identifying people who are doing that bit extra making that extra difference Uh, and yeah we won the National Enterprise Town Awards there's three beautiful Galway crystal pieces here behind me on the shelf uh, as you said and right beside them then is Irish Pub of the Year which is won by Paris, Texas uh, and uh, a sample of one of the awards from uh, the Kilkenny Business Awards as well so we're, we're really are boxing above our weight in Kilkenny uh, and that's good to know, it's good to um, you know, celebrate that, acknowledge it uh, and you know, a rising tide lifts all boats And a lot of employment opportunities, the careers at Kilkenny event coming up at the end of the month Yeah, and I think that's a very clever idea and very important, there'll be so many of Ireland's diaspora, Kilkenny's diaspora, coming home for the Christmas 
Wales uh, and we need um, many of them to stay and work here, work in some of these fantastic businesses. So yes, on the 28th of December uh, in the Medieval Mile uh, Museum, we're having uh, the local enterprise offices running a careers event. Uh, so that's something for everybody to come and, t- and have a look and be part of as well. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie Pat Crotty, we're here for the Chamber event in your pub, Paris, Texas on High Street. First time we've spoken to you on the business programme since you scooped Pub of the Year. Great honour for Paris, Texas, but great honour for Kilkenny. Fantastic honour for everyone. And it starts with my team, with the people who do it every day, because this is an everyday business, and you're only as good as your last meal or your last service. And uh, I have a great team here, and we have pumped everything we have into it, and we're not finished yet, so hopefully we'll go on to better. And it is great for Kilkenny too, because any big national awards do cause more people to come here. And uh, I was talking earlier with John Hurley from Kikenny Chamber. Kikenny's really doing well on the awards front these days. What do you think makes Kikenny so competitive in all these areas? Ask Brian Cody. (laughs) Um, You know, we do seem to have... Kikenny has always been an achiever, always trying to set a new standard. And, uh, I mean, in the pub game, you had it right from Tynan's originally and Eamon Langton and others all through the years. Um, in hurling, in all sorts of other things, we have people who have achieved the tidy towns uh, where you said a big city or a big town couldn't do it. You know, you have people in Kilkenny who are able to put their mind to things and just make it happen. But you're not standing still. We're in the new bar that you've opened here. Constant change is a fact of life for publicans. There is nothing as constant as change. And you don't know what your customer is going to need or want next. And you have to try and anticipate. And that's what we're trying to do. Trying to offer a different kind of, offer a different kind of space, a different kind of comfort. And hopefully we'll get it right. Um, the customer will decide we want. And uh, how do you feel about business in general? You were vocal on the VAT, uh, the VAT issue when the government uh, restored VAT or put up VAT to 12%, I think. But how is business coming to the end of the year? Um, well, the, the, the tourism figures were just were only released yesterday for the third quarter and it's proven that all markets are going backwards. So all the visitors coming to Ireland are going backwards. And so nobody's going to have the year they had last year. And then add on top of that, that they put the VAT up as well. So there are going to be business hurting this winter. And, in, and as they try to survive through the spring until the next uh, uh, crop of tourists arrive. It's going to be difficult and uh, you know the government has said lots of things about what they would do and be fair and all sorts of things and uh, they're not helping small businesses in my view still. As we speak uh, we don't know the outcome of the British election but how are you feeling about business next year into 2020 with Brexit still uh, looming large? Well we've sort of learned to live without the British tourists in, in large numbers anyway but it's the, it's the unintended consequences that will, will could affect next year. We don't know. Is it going to happen in January? Is it going to happen at all? Uh, who's going to be in government? Or is it going to be hard? We Right through this whole process for three years nobody still knows and we still don't know but usually when you have uncertainty people mind their money they don't spend so it, it, it's, it's bound to have a bad effect The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants offering a broad range of business and advisory services to businesses large and small across the southeast. Cahill Smith from State Street this is the third year of your involvement with the Kilkenny Chamber Business Awards a lovely evening here tonight to honour the winners 
Yeah, it, it is, John. It's a, it's a great night um, and in a lovely new venue, really fantastic bar here. And yeah, it's, it's been three years and it's gone so quick. It's hard to believe three, three great years and seeing different winners over the years. So yeah, it's been great to be involved. So it's been a fantastic experience to date, yeah. And State Street in Kilkenny is an international business, but you're very much part of the community. You employ a lot of people in these parts. Yeah, we've just over 600 people here in Kilkenny. We're here since 2001. And yeah, we're a large international company based in Boston, about 33,000 people worldwide, over 2,000 in Ireland, 2,500 in Ireland. So yeah, but we've always wanted to be part of the local community. We don't sell anything locally. It's financial services. But by linking in with these awards and honouring the fantastic companies in Kilkenny and entrepreneurship, it it fits in what State Street wants to do and our sort of goals and ethos, yeah. And you're a global business, so just give us an indication of the places you do business. And coming up to Christmas, will it mark a slowdown? Will you close for a week or what will happen? Uh, no, we, we'll close Christmas Day, that's about it. And we're not open weekends, but we're open most business days because our clients are international and we service markets around the world. So, like if obviously the Irish Stock Exchange will be closed on Christmas Day, but it's open in the Middle East, open in Asia. So, but we'll only, we'll have skeleton staff in those core days. But yeah, we're all over the world pretty much, in, well, in most of the main countries. And we, we look after assets for our customers, our investors. So in Ireland, we'd administer 1.2 trillion. So that's uh, the volumes we're dealing with. And a lot of that flows through Kilkenny. So a lot of big numbers, but we've great staff and it's, it's worked very well for us. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you in association with O'Neill Foley Accountants. Our website, onf.ie, shows the full range of services we provide to businesses large and small. I'm here with Roger O'Reilly and Una Hurley from Ireland Posters, the winners of the Emerging Business Award at this year's Kilkenny Chamber Awards. And we're here at the special uh, Chamber Chats event in Paris, Texas, in Kilkenny. Roger, Ireland Posters, um, tell us what it is in a nutshell. Um, what we do is we produce posters uh, of Ireland, of its heritage and, uh, and the countryside, co- counties and cities um, in the style of retro posters of the 1930s and we distribute them all over the world. And I would imagine there's a huge appetite for stuff of an Irish nature, particularly in the United States. How's business been? Business has been very busy. Um, last year I did a whole series on, on the lighthouses of Ireland and brought out a book which won the Unpost uh, Irish Produced Book of the Year award. And that has really um, catapulted our, our, our business um, uh, in an uh, exponential way. And, um, and we're trying to break into the American market now at the moment. So far it's been mostly the Irish market that we've been dealing with and it has been very good to us. Una, uh, you're uh, a partner in the business, but you're also Roger's uh, life partner. Tell us about that and how you came to be involved in the business. Yeah, so um, well, Roger and I met originally through our work. He was working as a storyboard artist and I was working in an advertising agency. And so I was kind of always on the business side of creativity. And, you know, when I, you know, when this business kind of started off about three or four years ago, um, we worked, I sort of worked in behind the scenes with him a little bit, just kind of maybe giving him a few, telling him what to do probably more than anything else but as things started to progress particularly this year and get much much busier particularly as we started to break into the wholesale um, side of uh, the business 
we found that actually Roger was spending a huge amount of his time on things like, you know, kind of just admin and a lot of operational stuff and not concentrating on the stuff that he's brilliant at, which is creating the content. So we looked to kind of take an awful lot of that work away from him. So now I work with him in terms of, I suppose, kind of putting a bit of manners on the business and making sure all the admin is up to um, up to scratch and that, you know, we're getting paid and we're issuing invoices and we're also trying to kind of build new relationships with both um, new customers in the retail market, but also really trying to kind of find interesting ways to break into the US because Roger's all, we, we have an online shop, right? It's called IrelandPosters.ie. When we are trying to get in front of the millions of Irish Americans that are out there, it's like having a shop on the fourth floor of a building that nobody knows it's there. So we have to constantly be finding like ways to be really sort of laser focused in, in, in terms of who it is we're going after in those communities. So we've got a really exciting um, idea uh, for an exhibition coming up with the um, Ireland American Partnership, which is a big philanthropic organization similar to the Ireland Funds. And we're hoping to do an exhibition in their, for their St. Patrick's Day event. So that would be a great opportunity, we think, for us to build some sort of a footprint out there. And we start in Boston and kind of reap the learnings and then apply it to different markets. Because, you know, it's America one minute, it's Canada, it's Australia, it's the Middle East. It's basically it, wherever, like, the Rogers' work um, is is designed for people who love Ireland, who have a sort of an, an affinity with a particular place or a sort of a sense of ownership of a particular place. And so there's something for everybody in the collection. Roger, speaking earlier, um, you mentioned that it kind of started out as an interest doing these uh, things. What's the transition from a passion and an interest into turning it into the day job? Does that present challenges? Um, it does present ch challenges. My background is in uh, is in the advertising business, in the film business and and, um, and in the TV business. And, um, and so I was storyboarding for things like the Vikings TV series um, and for advertisements, Guinness and Bank of Ireland and so on. Um, and so in that sort of situation you're working for somebody else um, you know the, the brief comes into you and you fulfill the brief to to, to satisfy the, the demands of whoever the client is in this case I'm the person who sets the brief I decide what we're going to do um, you know myself and Nuna will work out the strategy of you know what we're aiming for so for instance uh, the latest collection I've done now is the pubs of Ireland um, that's an ongoing one that's, that's never going to end and the research is hell but it's great. Um, I've got about 30 done now. I started off with the iconic Victorian pubs of Dublin. We're starting to branch out now. I've done Tynan's. Um, and what we're trying to do is kind of, kind of trying to tap into something that Irish people feel a connection to. And the lighthouse has proved, you know, part of our built heritage. People have such a, an enormous, um, you know, love and connection with lighthouses. Um, the, the pubs are the same, and and it's more it's more about the tradition of the pubs than anything to do with drinking. Really, it's that whole idea of pubs as literary, uh, as as musical, um, you know, places where all of these things are seated uh, in, in conversation and all of that kind of thing. And um, 
and it's, you can already see that it's going to be a successful series. It would strike me that there's great potential even in the home market, apart entirely from the US. Definitely. We're starting to get a lot of feedback from people who are saying to us that the reason that they're coming to the site is that they've seen the work in their friends' houses. And so, like, we've only started, we really gen genuinely believe that we've only started to scratch the surface of what's available to us in Ireland, in Europe, in the US. Um, so, uh, like, for us, I think, the like, if we can continue to give people a reason to come and visit the site, the work is so good and it's so affordable that people will actually buy. Um, our challenge is to be able to kind of cope with the scale of what we're experiencing right now, find people to kind of work with and really, I suppose, take what we think is an opportunity like ripe for the picking. Hopefully. And tell us, what's your deadline for Christmas orders and what's your website address? <laughs> last orders. Uh, as, exactly, as Una said, last orders at uh, 20 of December. Um, we're going to take a break then because it has been mad now for the last, year, um, yeah. uh, it's yeah. been a mad, mad month um, and we need a, we need a little rest. Uh, so 20, 20 of this month, uh, the, last, um, the last orders will go www.irlandposters.ie Roger O'Reilly and Una O'Herlihy from Irish Posters finishing off that package recorded at the Kilkenny Chamber Chats event held in the lovely Irish pub of the year Paris, Texas in High Street in Kilkenny during the week. Now, Graham Byrne is Managing Director of Cardinal Capital Group and he was elected as Chairman of the Governing Council of the Small Firms Association during the week. Earlier, I spoke to him by phone and I started by asking him what were his priorities as he takes up the role as head of this small business representative organisation. Obviously, Brexit is a, is a, is a considerable issue uh, and challenge for business, you know, in, in this uh, amount of uncertainty that it's created as well. The uncertainty's created uh, lack of decision making, lack of investment. So, it's a big challenge for for all businesses, and particularly the small business environment uh, community. So, it's it's a huge issue, uh, and it's something that the SFA will focus uh, on supporting our, our members uh, through through the process. Um, the other, the other things are the cost of doing business. Um, obviously, it's, it's uh, been highlighted by the cost of insurance, um, the cost of labour, the tightening labour market as well. It's very challenging for small business now to retain and acquire new staff. Um, so that's something that's uh, quite a priority for us. And one of the programmes that we're going to be very passionate about over the next uh, three years is our venture with uh, Skillnet and basically the program there is to try and increase the um, increase the uh, financial awareness and financial um, 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 sophistication of businesses you know. Yeah and um, uh, you mentioned the uncertainty of Brexit, the election earlier this week of Boris Johnson with a pretty thumping uh, majority hopefully that'll lead to a bit of certainty and maybe unblock the three years of indecision we've had? Well, uh, you would hope so, uh, John. I mean, you know, obviously it's it's yet to really kind of play out. Obviously, um, the majority gives them the certainty that uh, it looks like it'll happen in January. Um, once it goes through, then at least then with the uncertainty goes and then the, the challenges that lay ahead can be dealt with. 
Um, as long as, as all the supporting structures are there, it could be seen as, as something as a bit of a positive because with the certainty, you know, people feel better about making decisions and investment yeah, and, um, and, and growing business. Um, one of the key roles of the SFA would be uh, lobbying on behalf of the small business sector with government. What are the key things you'd be looking for government to do? Well, we, we'd be looking them for, for them to support us with our programmes for access to credit. Um, you know, uh, that's been a challenge for, for small business. Uh, the government has to do more to support, um, you know, small business in, in getting that access to credit. And we, we what we were trying to uh, tell the government is to, you know, increase the uh, programmes such as microfinance, SBCI, in order to to and and also putting pressure on on the institutional banks to 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 make sure that there's uh, an adequate and appropriate level of funding going into the to to businesses because it's going to be required. Um, the other thing as well is we're trying to influence obviously taxation and making sure that you know the uh, these small businesses are getting the right sort of tax incentives for for entrepreneurship uh, and making sure that um, you know it's a level playing field. And red tape is a, a constant complaint to small business as well. Would you be optimistic that in this world of account, uh, accountability uh, and uh, traceability and so on, that there is an appetite in government for less paperwork? It's, it's a very, very difficult thing to, to try and uh, push back on, because obviously regulation is, 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 is quite a good thing. But I think when it comes to small business, it just, there's, just seems to be uh, a huge amount of pathway for red tape, as you mentioned, and over-regulation. Um, so, look, what the, the government, uh, Fianna Gael government years ago made, made a statement that they wanted it to be the best country in the world to do business. Well, you know, in, in lightening of, of red tape and lightening their regulation into businesses, that's that's really where, that's, that's the environment that they need to create. Graham Byrne, the newly elected chair of the Small Firms Association there. Now, it's been good to see a new fashion store opening on Rosin Street in Kilkenny City. It's called Bayveen. Earlier this week, I dropped along to have a look at it. And afterwards, I caught up with Bayveen McGrath, who is the fashion designer behind the eponymous fashion label and the shop, which is a really lovely place to visit. I began by asking Bayveen to tell us about her journey to opening the store in Kilkenny. Kenny. Okay, Bevin, tell us how you came to establish the shop with your name on it. Um, so my background is in fashion and costume design. I grew up with, my mom is a dressmaker, my grandmother is a knitter. So um, I've always kind of been surrounded by craft. So I, I launched the brand about three years ago um, where I specialise in all Irish produce, Irish linens and merino wool that spun in Donegal. And so I named the brand after myself and then I ended up opening a shop and in the shop I have lots of other designers as well. So it's probably a bit confusing, but I said I'd run with it anyway. And tell me, was it a big leap to make a decision to call a brand after yourself? Well, like the brand is very personal to me in that like it's the pieces that I create are pieces that I'd love to wear myself. And I spent so long kind of trying to establish and the brand working with the mills and to kind of create a a different kind of linen, Irish linen, to what people are used to seeing. We use a kind of a two-tone linen that's like got a tumble wash feel to it. So it's a different kind of weight to the traditional Irish linen. And so 
I just I just felt that the brand was very me. So and with the Irish name, obviously, um, I just decided to to call it after myself. And um, as well as a design sensibility, there's also a, a sort of philosophical and ethical and very much of the moment kind of philosophy uh, behind the brand and your retail offering. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, definitely. So the the whole ethical and sustainable side of it is like that's a huge part of why I set up the brand. Um, I was working in film and TV um, a few years ago and I, I watched... Um, a documentary called True Cost of Fashion and it was all about fast fashion and where all our high street clothes are made and, you know, the impact that it has on the people that are making them. And I decided that I didn't want to buy into that industry anymore. And so I started looking at more ethical and sustainable options. And so I was always, as I said, interested in Irish craft. So I said I'd visit some Irish mills and like that made some connections and decided to just go and set up my own brand. So I moved home from Dublin down to Waterford and just set up a studio and just started like making samples. Then I did a photo shoot. I set up an online shop and started it very small. I was going to markets and just testing the market, seeing what people liked, seeing what they didn't like, what they were looking for. And then eventually I decided that I wanted to kind of have a, a, a space to showcase my work. So I uh, rented a place in Waterford and I ended up kind of, at the start, I was like, oh, I'll take in some like-minded Irish designers, um, a handful, but it kind of escalated. And now I have about 50 Irish designers and all with very similar kind of ethos um, to myself. You know, we're all about creating the product ourselves. Everything is made in Ireland and made to last. Um, you know, it's all about just creating long-lasting kind of timeless pieces that you'll have and you know you'll cherish for life hopefully yeah um you talked about fast fashion my impression of the mainstream fashion industry is a high turnover of collections all aimed towards what's in fashion this year being out of fashion next year so that people buy more you're kind of going against that grain definitely so um my pieces are kind of i call them contemporary classics so they're all kind of very classic um, shapes but with just maybe with um, a slightly modern kind of cut or a modern kind of touch you know so they're pieces that will last for years and like that I a lot of the I've done six collections now um, and I will continue a lot of the styles but just changing um, the fabric maybe every six months or so um, to you know introduce some new colours and what kind of people are looking for at that time but in saying that like you could definitely wear pieces from my first collection with my latest collection and you know they all gel together it's kind of the idea of creating pieces that you'll have um, for years to come and in saying that, we um, offer a life lifetime guarantee on all of the linens and all the knitwear, meaning, you know, that if the knits, if the yarn breaks in them, bring them in and we'll darn them. And the linens, if the seams start to come undone, bring them in and we'll fix them. It's just, you know, you're investing in our clothes and, you know, we want, we want you to wear them for, for years to come. Um, tell me about the decision uh, barely two years after you opened your first store in Waterford to, to open in Kilkenny. Yeah, so like in Waterford we opened, we're down by the Viking Triangle, down by Reginald Tower on the Quay. And um, we have 
lots of tourists but loads of local customers as well and people who come on their holidays from different parts of Ireland and everyone well not not everyone but loads of people have come in and have said god this shop would do great in Kilkenny and like being from Waterford we would always go to Kilkenny to shop as well like growing up like we find that you know Kilkenny is a great kind of shopping town like people in Kilkenny shop locally they shop in their town and they support and it's a, there's a great buzz in Kilkenny town so we were like why not um you know give it a go and so so far we're open two weeks now um on Saturday so um and it's just been great you know all the locals have just been um so positive and re- with the well wishes and everything we've just gotten a great welcoming yeah, and um, while we've talked a lot about your women's wear and, and the linen and material, and I have to admit that that's not really my thing, I was pleasantly surprised to drop into your shop to see you have a great range of gift wear, particularly appropriate for Christmas in this time of the year. Yeah, definitely. Like, that is a huge part of the of the shop now as well. Like, I, I started out with just a few, and now I have about 50 other Irish designers other people like myself you know just producing the products maybe in their spare room or in their shed or in a co-working studio space like nothing's made in a factory it's you know there's 10 jewelry designers lots of printmakers and illustrators and plenty of ceramics candles you know kind Mm. of lots of really nice um gifts and it's all modern irish design so everything i stock in the shop um, it's the kind of thing that I would like to buy or be gifted myself. So. Okay, Bevin. Well, listen, um, best of luck. And, and I sense that you're kind of uh, passionate about and optimistic about the future of bricks and mortar retail. Oh, definitely, John. You know, I feel like people, especially in this day and age, um, everyone has kind of been a bit more conscious about where they spend their money and just trying to be a sustainable, you know, like nothing that's um, stocked in my shop is imported like everything is made in ireland you know it's just um it's great to see so many people come and support um the brick and mortar shop i think there's a lot to be said for going into a shop and you know seeing a, a smiling face looking back at you you know it's different to kind of purchasing online but in saying that i have an online shop myself and it is a great convenience for people as well when they can't make it to the store to be able to shop online and what's the address it's Bevin.ie, so it's E-B-H-I-N-N. Okay, and people can all also find you in Rosin Street, Kilkenny. That's uh, Bevin McGrath. Thank you very much for joining us on The Bottom Line, and best of luck with your new store. Thanks very much, John. Have a great Christmas. Thank you. Bye. Bevin McGrath there talking about her new store, Bevin, which is in Rosin Street in Kilkenny. Do drop along and support that emerging new business. That's about all we've got time for this week on The Bottom Line on Casey Law. Don't forget, you can listen back on the Casey Law Bottom Line podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Simply search The Bottom Line Casey Law and you should come across it. Uh, you'll find over 20 episodes of the programme there with lots of interesting interviews. As I I say we'll be back for the last bottom line of 2019 next Saturday just after the nine o'clock news. If you'd like to contact the programme, you can do so by emailing us at the bottom line at kclr96fm.com. All that's left to do is to thank John Keane on sound editing and Deirdre Drummy who produced. Until we talk again, 
Thank you for listening. Enjoy the Saturday and have a good week. KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie